once more unto the breach, dear friends. Else fill the ball up with our English dead. Good morning again, or again, for the first time this morning. Good morning mm. from the personal wealth coach. This is us. This is Jake McClure. With me, I have... Jeff McClure, and I to, think. Well, most most of the time, that's who you are. Right. I'm not sure I'm with myself. I could be beside myself. Yeah, I've been by, beside myself all day. It's very confusing. Right, right. Um, we we are the personal wealth coach. I know that sounds weird because the personal wealth coach is singular, but our radio program is the is the coach. The proper pronoun for us is the modern one. They. They. That's right. Yes. We have chosen Ooh. our pronoun. We're cool. It's it's something that royalty used to do as well. Mm -hmm. I right. think choosing pronouns is quite important. It's the royal we. Right. So we that is the personal wealth coach. Um have some disclosures. We're going to be talking to you about finance, economics, uh, personal finance, what's happening in the economy at the large scale, what we should expect, um, what we shouldn't expect, um, what no one would even think of expecting, like flying llamas. We There, we've talked about that now. Um, would you like to start with the first disclosure so that people know that we're telling the truth, we're going to tell you not to trust anything? Right. Very good disclosure. Okay. That's really all we need to say. Right. Okay. <laughs> this is the personal wealth coach, but it is also the name of an SEC registered investment advisory firm located, headquartered, and domiciled in Salado, Texas. Now, the fact that we're registered with the SEC doesn't mean the SEC has approved us or disapproved us or anything else. That just tells you that we are registered with the United States Securities and Exchange Commission, which I think is important. Yes, there are regulators. That's the first disclosure. Yes. Right, they are our regulators. If you want to complain, that's who to complain to. No, he just said uh, that we're registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission to give fiduciary investment advice, but we can't do that on the radio. We can't? Nope, because that right. would cancel it being fiduciary immediately through lack of privacy and not knowing oh, no. everybody that's oh, listening, no. and all that good stuff. So what we're providing on the air here is education. Hopefully, we're going to give you some tools that you can use to make decisions better rather than giving you advice on the specific decision. What we're going to say consistently everywhere we can is if you need specific advice, you should get it. Don't get it from the radio. Specific advice is specific, mm. not general. Right. right. And in this case, specific outranks generals. So what we're doing is education, not investment advice. And that educational information has been obtained from sources, and this is my favorite part of the disclosure, sources we deem to be reliable, but we make no warranty or guarantee as to the accuracy or completeness of said information. Yeah, Correct. That's um, cool. Let's see. I always wanted to say that. The last disclosure is that we do not pay for this radio program, nor are we paid to do the radio program. Town Square Media funds advertisements for this radio program, and so do we, on our own dollar. So we look at this as a give back. We do get some benefit from it. Our clients like to listen to it, and we have occasionally, once in a blue moon, gotten some clients from it. Now, why we say it's occasional and once in a blue moon, it's because most people don't make their decision about where they invest millions of dollars based on radio programs. At least the ones that listen to our radio program don't. We got the question about guardrails, too. Yeah, you, why don't you take that then? One of the issues we had John ask about guardrails um, on a portfolio and some some sophisticated way of doing it. And it actually ties in together with something else I wanted to talk about in the limited time we have left. 
and that is the 60-40 portfolio and 4% withdrawal rate, which used to be kind of the rule of thumb in retirement. If you had 60% in stocks, 40% in bonds, and you could then withdraw beginning at 4% and adjusted for inflation, and your chances of failure over a 30-year period were minuscule. Uh, and that's broke. There's, it, that's gone. Uh, several studies have suggested that. And there's some really good reasons for that. But and then the question that comes up that goes with that is how do you protect yourself against that fact? And, and it was it was a Wall Street Journal article that suggested you put up guardrails. Actually, what we recommend you do is have reserves and be able to take money from your reserves in some fashion during periods of down market. Why do, we, why do we say that rather than 60-40 bond portfolio? Simply put, the 40% of your portfolio that is in bonds is likely to have a near zero return over the next decade and possibly the next 30 years. Why? Look at interest rates as they stand today. For example, uh, if you bought a 30-year treasury bond, if you bought a 20-year treasury bond, you bought a 10-year treasury bond, the 10-year treasury note, which is at 1.357%, the 30-year treasury is less than 2%. There's a general consensus, and the Federal Reserve is certainly working, at keeping inflation at better than 2%, 2% or better for the next, for the foreseeable future. And it's certainly run higher than that right now. So that if you, the 40% of it's in if you bought 40% bonds in your portfolio today, you'd have a negative return on 40% of your portfolio. You you would actually perform less well than inflation, which meant you'd be losing money in that part of the portfolio. The 60% stocks, well, stocks are at a high point. So over the next decade, they probably will average a little less than they have for the previous decade. So you would have after inflation a pretty poor return in your portfolio. 3.3% was the study that came out. But what we recommend you do is during periods we're not in a major bear market or correction, exercise a, a, a consistent, uh, systematic withdrawal from your broadly diversified portfolio that has stocks and bonds and cash and lots of asset classes in it, preferably well-balanced asset classes. And then when the market tips over and goes into a nosedive, stop taking money out of equities. Don't time the market. Don't try to get out of the market and then get back in at the appropriate time. History has proven again and again and again. Well, proven, at least shown again and again and again. That just doesn't work. Uh, it's a good way to lose a lot of money. Rather have enough reserve, and goodness gracious, we've said this for years and years and years, have enough reserve somewhere in a liquid, low volatility position to carry you for at least 18 months in retirement. Why does that mean? Why? Because bear markets last on average about 18 months historically. And that's why we say at least 18 months. And then have a conservative aspect to your portfolio somewhere, your investment portfolio, that is likely to come back quickly in the event of a bear market or a, or a major correction. If you do that, historically, we can backtest that and say that will carry you through the bad times, and then during good times, what you do is you take more money. When the equity market recovers, you take more money out of equities and replenish your reserves, and that's how you do that. Um, 
I don't know if you want to call that guardrail, is active. It doesn't mean you can just sit back and make a portfolio and passively take money out of it every month and survive. You have to be paying attention. You have to know when we're in a correction as opposed to a temporary dip. You have to know when we're in a bear market as opposed to a temporary down in the market, which is what, of course, we do at the Personal Wealth Coaches. You have some criteria for that. Um, And that's the combination of guardrail and why the 60-40 portfolio at 4% probably won't work into the future. Actually, the 50-50 portfolio was a study. 50% bonds, 50% equities. And that's a long answer to a short question. So are you still there? I'm still here. Yeah. And okay. that was a that was a great answer, by the way, just kind of laying it out. There's all these rules of thumb and what we I think collectively have discovered over the years is that a rule of thumb doesn't work for everybody. <laughs> There's no one size fits all. You really have to look at this with an eye toward um all aspects of what's going on. If you say you know, people say a 4% is a safe withdrawal rate. Well, in what circumstances? It's certainly not from a bank account. We have to keep that in mind. There's an article in Morningstar that came out that I thought was appropriate, where the author had gone and back-tested and stimulated and simulated and so on and came to it and did some simple calculations, which you can do on an Excel spreadsheet without knowing a lot about Excel spreadsheets. Fundamentally, he was saying what previously would have worked with a 60-40 portfolio works pretty well with an 80-20 portfolio now. 80% stocks, 20% bonds. And I agree with him completely. The bottom line to it is um, you have to go to Morningstar and read that to understand the depths in it. What, what you're saying when you say you agree with him completely isn't that everybody should switch to an 80-20 portfolio no. out there. Just as everybody shouldn't have had a 60-40 portfolio. Right. That's why that I wanted to clarify. You said, I agree with him completely, and that's a little scary. Well, just on one point said, that you were completely agreed on one point, but not the completely rest of it. Right. What he said was what worked with a 60-40 portfolio in the past would work with a 80-20 portfolio based on current interest rates and okay. likely future rates of return. So the, the um, times that it would have worked in the past, it would require this change. The, I think what you were saying last hour and what I heartily agree with is that the cookie cutter one size fits all portfolio hasn't really ever been real. It's never worked for everyone. Well, there's there's some very significant caveats, which he didn't put in the article I'm at, Ed. And that is, you're going to have, in the future, if you wanted a 4% withdrawal rate from your portfolio, based on what we know about historic behavior of stocks and bonds and interest rates and all the other stuff we work with in inflation, an 80-20 portfolio Let's According explain. to the same simulations, tend to well. Here's here. Let me put my caveats. That's what I put my caveats. Tell, you haven't really said eighty percent stocks, twenty percent bonds. Yeah, sixty percent stocks, sixty. When he said sixty yeah. forty and eighty twenty, they're, they're just trying to lay in some back. Okay. The problem with an eighty twenty portfolio, eighty percent stocks, twenty percent bonds, is it in every situation is more volatile. Means it goes up and down more, and goes up and down in a greater quantity and very critically when it goes down it stays down longer than a 60 40 portfolio 60 percent stocks 40 percent bonds so in order to get a higher return into the future to take that 
standard 4% withdrawal rate, unless you have a good strategy or something that you think will work, you have to be more tolerant than people historically, at least according to the surveys, have been of sitting out down markets. Here's the scary part. In order to get the kind of return out of a portfolio that people expect to get in retirement or have expected to get in retirement, that 4% withdrawal rate and adjustable for inflation. Let's let's explain what that comes from, by the way, because there's a lot of stuff that we're just throwing out there to say, there's been these rules of thumbs. If you read through magazines on finance, if you read books on finance, going back a lot of years, kind of a rule of thumb that people lay out there that say you shouldn't take more than 4% out of your portfolio any as you're going through life as a withdrawal in retirement. So, and it's a steady 4% right. starting the, when you retire. Yes. As if you would well, know how to make exactly a 4% withdrawal. Well, let's say if you have $100,000 in a portfolio, you could take out $4,000 a year. That's 4%. This is that old rule of each thumb. month. Right. Now, this assumes, by the way, that you're not varying your withdrawal up and down and you're not taking out lump sums and so on. But the issue is, and it's the same thing we talked about last hour, and I think it's important to recognize, the bond side of the portfolio simply because bond interest rates are so astonishingly historically low right now is going to put a big drag on the total return of the portfolio as long as you have bonds in there. If you have really short-term bonds, there's just not going to be any return on them to speak of, and then that return will be sapped up and then destroyed by inflation. If you have longer-term bonds in your portfolio, intermediate or long-term bonds in the portfolio, you get a higher interest rate, but you have greater volatility. So that's the, this is floating around in the Wall Street Journal and other places. We got a call on that. We got a call, but we got, actually have had people talk to me about that. And it basically requires, as Jake said, the one size fits all old rule that worked for the last 40 years because we were in a bull market in bonds is over with. It's time to recognize that we have to do some rational understanding of future likely returns. And, and even even in the last 40 years of the bond bull market, it didn't always work. And that's the thing that has to come across here is that there's, there's no one size fits all ever um, because people throw around that 4% rule of thumb or they throw around the 60-40 rule of thumb. They're not really related to each other. And so when somebody says you shouldn't take more than 4% out of your portfolio a year, and that should work because, you know, all the financial experts, if you've got all your money in really, 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 really conservative things, you may not be making 4% a year. So rule of thumb has to be, I mean, it's like saying, I don't know, there, there's so, no good way of looking at an analogy of this, except to say that you've got to look at your own environment to make what is a safe decision and you certainly shouldn't be taking out hugely more than four percent in almost any portfolio into the future unless you want to see it go away um, and then there's actually more complexity to this which is where we sort of make our living is we tend to pretty well comprehend the complexity of this situation at least we hope to yeah yeah 
Um, and and when we're talking about the overall economy, and we com- then we zoom in on um, like the rules of thumb of personal finance and how do you invest and what do you put stuff in in retirement to get money out of it, what we have to keep coming back to is there's any anybody that says that they have a hundred percent answer for everyone, all you have to do is fill in the blank. It's clickbait. Uh, it's do these three things in retirement, and it, if it's live within your means, keep good sa- savings, and uh, don't take out more than you need to live on. So that live within your means is in there twice. Then that's probably good stuff. But nobody wants to click that on clickbait. They want to hear like, what's the secret? that I need to do um, exactly right to get my retirement to be perfect. And what, what um, I come down to conceptually again and again is that, that there's, you're going to have to custom plan. It's like saying everybody should go on exactly the same vacation or everybody should have exactly the same job or there, diet or diet or any, or glasses for that matter everybody's different and it needs to be wrapped around what you're trying to accomplish rather than some other version of this will work for all of you got a couple of other subjects and maybe we can transition to those uh 